And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Good afternoon. Coming up, CN Rail is taking steps to improve grain movement after delays caused by a derailment last month. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. CN Rail says it's taking steps to recover from a grain movement slowdown last month. High winds caused a train derailment and bridge damage on the main line in mid-October in Alberta, forcing rerouting of more than 70 trains and reducing hopper car movement by 7% to 5,100 hopper cars per week. CN says the lack of weekend unloading at Prince Rupert Grain Terminal is also part of the problem. CN's David Shednovic, Director of Grain Marketing, says there is strong demand for grain movement. Exceeding what the supply chain can handle on a consistent basis. But that being said, we've covered all the grain demand associated with contractual commitments with customers. Products like the fleet integration programs, car auction, and other commercial products protect car supply for the customers that choose to use them, and some protect more of their book of business than others. Shidnovic says CN has not been able to maintain the record pace of October 2016, but it is still fairly good. CN was still able to achieve the third best October on record and the sixth best individual month ever for Canadian grain in spite of the main line going down. And for Western Covered Hoppers in October, for bulk grain movement, CN averaged over 5,200 hoppers per week versus 5,900 per week in October of last year. Shidnovic adds CN has seen a 20% growth in rail volume this year, with the speed and scale of growth putting major pressure on the company. He says laid-off crews have been recalled and the company has increased staff by 3,500. Going back to 2015, more than 1,000 employees were on layoff. Now, hundreds of them have come back, but given the strength of the economy, a lot of those people have found jobs in other segments of the economy. So the return rate in terms of some of the laid-off employees hasn't been as strong as expected. So it takes nine months at a minimum to recruit, hire, and train operating crews, you know, sometimes even longer in remote locations. And take a look at running trades like electricians and mechanics to repair locomotives, for example. Well, that takes more like 12 to 18 months. So... You know, to help with the immediate need for train crews, we're providing financial incentives for current employees in high demand areas to postpone retirement or even to come back to work after recently retiring. And we're also buying out employees' vacation time and doing everything we can to bring new employees on as quickly and as safely as possible under the railroad. And by year's end, over the course of the year, we'll have hired at least 3,500 people to meet the demands of the stronger economy. David Shidnovic is the Director of Grain Marketing at CN Rail. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is welcoming a broad review of grain grading at the Canadian Grain Commission. Wheat Growers Chair Jim Wickett says moving away from the current subjective grain grading system to an objective specification-based system would add transparency for farmers. He adds it would avoid costly and unnecessary government export grain inspection fees. Well, hopefully we're seeing to uh, a move to a more spec-based system and to uh, get the actual value out of the grain. We've been working on a visual grading system now for over 100 years, and as you know, in 100 years, things have changed. So, uh, you know, there's machines and there's different processes and whatnot to get the true value of the grain out of things so that just by the away from the visual part of things. Do you want to see a more transparent grain grading system? 
I think we're kind of, you know, we're close to that. I mean, the issue is, is sometimes you'll get mildew or something on that, and that's a visual downgrade. And, you know, it's proven that that, that does nothing to the flower and the milling quality. So, you know, there's a number of issues like that where, you know, that visual worked for 100 years, and but it's time to move about 80 to 90% of the world trades on a spec base and the grain companies, the Canadian grain companies are selling on a spec base up the coast. And it's just time they moved that out to the country. They've been uh, doing that south of the border for a long time now. And, you know, with the uh, marketing freedom, a lot of guys have moved grain down to the south at one time or another in the, the last five years and have experienced some of that. So I think there's some pressure there. Your news release mentions you feel farmers are losing millions of dollars for export grain inspection that really isn't necessary. Yeah, I mean, there's many companies out there that can do that export inspection. They'll do it just as good for half as much money as a Crown Corporation. Or a, and so we just don't need, uh, as our release said, it's like a, having an extra referee on there. It's not something the, uh, anybody's asking for. And when a grain company sells to, say, United States, if they sell to a mill in the United States, they don't have an export certificate issued for that. And we feel that the grain companies can do their own due diligence. The buyers will do their own due diligence. They'll come to an agreement on who's to inspect it. And that inspector then has to stand by that. And it doesn't always have to be uh, a CGC employee. When do you see this review being done? Well, they said in in their release that it was going to be, you know, they've been they're going to look at it for about three years. And I mean, they're not reinventing the wheel here. So why they would need three years is is asinine. That like I said, this system's been in place and it's used by the traders around the world as it is right now. You know, the grain companies that, you know, would have a learning curve in retraining some of their employees and and probably purchase of some equipment. But, you know, they've got their employees are in their labs. They're doing this exact same work right now. So that's not as onerous as a lot of people are making it out to be. Jim Wickett farms near Rosetown and is chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan are showing some downward pressure this past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says the fall calf run remains in full force. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were overall lower last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder steer prices range between $6.55 per hundredweight lower and $3.05 per hundredweight higher. Biggest price gains were in the 8 to 900-pound feeder steer weight category, while the largest losses were in the 3 to 400-pound weight category. The 5 to 600-pound feeder steer prices declined $4.18 to average $228.93 per hundredweight over the week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were primarily lower last week. Feeder heifer prices ranged between $6.39 per hundredweight lower to a small gain of $0.25 higher. The largest price decline was in the 5 to 600-pound feeder heifer weight category. And what were the factors pushing these prices downward? Well, Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were primarily lower last week on a weaker basis levels with higher cattle supplies in Saskatchewan and a stronger Canadian dollar. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 53,665 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 55,086 head marketed the previous week. What happened with the market-ready cattle prices? 
Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were mixed but relatively steady last week. The price of D1 D2 slaughter cows declined 26 cents to average $87.38 per hundredweight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows increased 3 cents to average $78.36 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers edged higher last week. Fed steer prices were reported to average $149.24 per hundredweight, and that was an increase of $1.09 from the previous week. Brad Marsignuk compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola rose 240 at 488.14. Oats fell 84 cents at 167.86. Number one red spring wheat dropped 68 cents at $245. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 271.14. Feed barley, 168.62. Flax, 472.68. Yellow peas, 222.54. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is down 3.5 cents at 625.5 cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, November the 15th. A big run here with 2,900 head in the short, 400 cows and bulls, a total of 3,300 for the day. Cows and bulls are selling under pressure to lower. D1, D2 cows, 72 to 82, sales to 84, 85. D3 cows, 60 to 70. Cows are averaging 78 cents. Good bulls, 93 to 103. Sales to 105. The bulls are averaging 93.50. Today's pre-sorts selling under pressure to barely steady in spots. Lots of, lo- uh, lots of local buyers here today that's keeping the market very steady. Some highlights on the steer side. 400-pound steers, 277. 500-pound steers, 245. 550s, 229. 650-pound steers, 225. My favorite pen, 700-pound steers, 215, and 775-pound steers, 208. On the heifer side, 400-pound heifers, 223, 500-pounders, 203, 550-pound heifers, 205, 600-pounders, 195, 700-pound heifers, 190, 775-pound heifers, 189. Some yearling heifers still trickling through here, 850-pounder yearling heifers, 182. Next week, November 22nd, pre-sort is full. This Friday, November 17th, first bred cow and heifer sale featuring 300 females, one complete herd dispersal, speckle park bull, six to seven cow-calf pairs. That's this Friday, November 17th, sale starts at 11 o'clock. And also the horse sale will follow at 3 o'clock on Friday. That's a new time, everyone. Take note, 3 o'clock start time for the horse sale. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,400 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 137 to 152 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,300 heads, selling in a range of 137 to 153 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is steady, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 31 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2733. 
Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.29 cents US. The December and February lean hog futures contracts suffered a sharp downturn in yesterday's trade, losing more than $2 US 100 weight or close to 4% of their value. The spring and summer month contracts were also sharply lower, losing all the gains made over the last two weeks. Traders are seeing uncertainty in hog markets, with abundant supplies and sluggish export volumes being offset by the intangible support from increased pocket competition. No changes are currently recommended in spring and summer target prices, but producers may have to be more patient with achieving their 2018 price protection. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, wind southeast 20 kilometers per hour, the high minus 12. Mainly cloudy tonight, wind southeast 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60 overnight, the low minus 15, the wind chill will be minus 26. Thursday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries in the afternoon. Tomorrow, risk of freezing rain early in the afternoon. Wind southeast 30, the high tomorrow, minus 2. Chance of flurries tomorrow night, the low minus 9. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 4. Chance of evening flurries, the low minus 15. Saturday, sunny skies, the high minus 8, the low minus 11. Sunday, sunny, the high plus 1, the low minus 5. And for opening day at Agribition, mild weather. Sunny skies, the high forecast, plus 1, the low minus 9. Tuesday, sunny and the high of minus 3. The normal high is minus 2, the normal low is minus 12. The sun rose at 8.13 this morning. It sets at 5.13 tonight. Around the province, Estevan minus 11, Saskatoon minus 15, Swift Current is minus 9, Weyburn minus 17, Yorkton minus 14, Regina Cloudy minus 13, that's 9 above Fahrenheit, east-southeast at 18, the wind chill minus 22, humidity 82%, the barometer dropping 102.9, Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 16, winds are from the southeast at 18. Once again, Regina Cloudy, it's minus 13 degrees, that's 9 above Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.